We all have pressure in our lives and pressure makes diamonds and yet in the heat of a moment that pressure can lead to various ways that we handle a situation either aggressively or bringing out some degree of kindness and that's what Diamond Kind is about. Alright, g'day, g'day. Uh, so we're here at Dradicus Labs. We are on the air. We are starting our podcast series. I'm Dr. Floyd Gomes and I've got uh, Brett Tiedemann with me here today. So hello, g'day, hello. Brett. Oh, wow. What a voice. <laughs> I told you this before in testing. And, geez, it gives me shivers there, Brett. But uh, yeah, Brett, uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. That's very excited. Excellent. Very excited to be here and to uh, start this podcast. This is the first podcast on uh, the Diamond Kind. So yeah, really excited to be involved with it as well. Yeah, and look, uh, I think that it's just uh, great to be able to podcast at the moment. People are at home and, and hopefully if they uh, have a moment to listen, well, this is a, a way to stay engaged and, uh, yeah, come come out and, and keep moving, uh, which is pretty much what everyone needs to do these days, isn't it, one way or another? And, and Floyd, do you want to tell us? Tell us about the concept. As a, as a doctor, I've seen people struggle with... Um, uh, aggression and things like this. And uh, it really comes down to moments, moments in their life where you're under pressure. And indeed, in my own life, uh, I didn't show away from pressure because it made me focused. And uh, there's a saying that I reflected on that uh, pressure makes diamonds and that made it worthwhile and justified. As a consequence of that pressure, it's a question of can you move through that with kindness? And that's where we got this uh, title for the series called Diamond Kind. Yeah, and I guess it's, it's really exciting now to uh, take this to the streets, I guess, and to, to hear from other people That's about, where it's at. about yeah. how, you know, how they have mm-hmm. moved through times um, and come through with kindness. That's right. It's always good to talk to people. So without further ado, I might uh, might make a call here. And uh, today we're going to call up Rory. And Rory, someone I met uh, pretty recently. And uh, immediately I thought, now, here's an interesting guy. Uh, I couldn't quite pinpoint it except for the fact, sure, he did look like a Viking and uh, evidently worked at uh, Peninsula Hot Springs. So putting all that together, let's uh, let's have a chat with Rory. Brett, you ready? Let's do it. Hopefully Rory's ready. Hello there, Dr. Floyd. How are you? G'day, Rory. Yes, I am well. I'm well. Uh, yeah, thanks for taking the call. No stress at all. Rory, I've got Brett with me and we're actually, uh, yeah, we're on the we're podcast live. now. Ah, oh, fantastic. G'day, Rory. G'day, Brett. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. Thanks for your, your time today. Oh, my absolute pleasure, my friend. Absolutely my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, and look, I was trying to tell Brett and um, our AV uh, whiz here, James, about, I suppose, how, how uh, you know, we, we met and indeed what you look like. And I was saying, uh, Rory pretty much, pretty much looks like a Viking. <laughs> Just to be sure, that was my apt description without divulging anything further, Rory, what I say. 
That's absolutely fine with me, my friend. Most yeah. people do describe me as a Viking. So <laughs> <practice>. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been growing that red beard? Tell us. Uh, it would be since uh, February 12th of this year. Uh, I decided that I wasn't going to shave until November uh, 1st. And it actually ties in with something a little bit tragic and sad. Uh, my cousin, unfortunately, committed suicide. And as a means mm. of fundraising and whatever else, uh, myself and one of my other siblings decided that, oh, well, we'll grow beards for November and we'll shave them at our respected works. So, mm. yeah, as of the 12th of this year, I haven't bothered to shave, which drives my partner absolutely insane. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, if you've got it flaunted, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty striking beard you've you've got since the twelfth of what is it? January, is it? February, 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 twelfth yeah. of February. Um, well, that's a very positive cause, and I'm sorry to hear about your cousin. Is it? Yeah, yeah, he was my cousin. Uh, that is something that that happens, isn't it? In in our in our community, and it's something to ask for and. I think Are You OK Day is coming up soon as well, Brett, isn't it? September, yes. September. Yeah. 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 Are You OK Day is most definitely uh, coming up relatively quickly, which is, uh, you know, it's a, Are You OK Day is an absolutely fantastic thing as well for everyone to get involved in, for anyone that listens to this podcast, by the way. Mm. Thanks, um, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think we'll be hopefully doing some work with Blue Scope Steel at Hastings um, on that day as well. So, yeah. But, uh, Rory, look, I mean, I've left this as an, as an open sort of uh, mic situation, really, to say, yeah, do you want to just introduce yourself and um, uh, let people out there know what sort of things you do and um, anything that you're willing to share here, Rory? Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, for all those that are listening, uh, my name is Rory William Carter. Uh, uh, where can I start? I'm a wellness coordinator uh, slash facilitator at the Peninsula Hot Springs up in Rye. My day-to-day activities include taking people through uh, fire and ice activities, which is hot-cold therapy. Um, a lot of research done by a guy called Wim Hof and another guy called Mark Cohen, who's an Australian. Mm-hmm. Uh, my days pretty much consist of taking people in and out of saunas and chucking them into a freezing four-degree plunge pool. Um which is absolutely fantastic for the mind and the body. It's very uh, invigorating and rejuvenating. Um, so that's my work life in a sense. It's not sounds like a party I remember a long time ago in Greensboro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you just no, brought no, back party. some memories there, Rory. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> memories are a fantastic thing. Uh, so my work life is relatively stress free, which I absolutely love. Uh, it gives me an amazing uh, platform for everything else I do in my life, yeah. uh, which predominantly is a lot of weightlifting, a lot of music, a lot of. Uh, I've got two Labradors, so they occupy a vast amount of my time as well. Um, yeah, just absolutely enthralled with life. I want to do everything I possibly can in the time I'm allotted on this earth, in a sense. Nice. And Rory, you mentioned Peninsula Hot Springs and your work there. Obviously, at the moment, that'll be closed down. So what are you doing at the moment? Uh, yeah, we are unfortunately closed because of the dreaded C word we dare not say. Um, yeah, at the moment, I've... Uh, 
Well, apart from studying counselling and looking at doing psychology in the future, I'm actually uh, working on a project. I received an email a few days ago from a, um, a very reputable game company. I can't actually say who it is. It's still in the works. And they've actually asked me to contribute some music towards one of their projects they're doing. It's nothing official yet, but if they like the things I send in, I will be uh, working on the soundtrack for the video game, which is, wow. to me, it's very exciting. Very, very exciting. That is cool. Yeah, I don't play games, but if I did, I'd probably like to to listen, isn't it? I mean, it's such a big part of the game. Yeah, it's it's a huge part of the experience of playing video games. Is most definitely the uh, the music, especially in the last maybe four to five years. Soundtracks for games have really, really stepped up a notch, especially from uh, I don't know if you guys ever played the classic game Doom. Yeah. Uh, oh, Brett, that's yeah, a yes for Brett. One. Oh, and uh, Wagner's just given a thumbs up. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so uh, because of that, the, uh, the remake of 2016, uh, a really amazing guy uh, worked on that, and uh, it's just projected and propelled the entire music industry for video games into that next sort of level, which is, again, very exciting for people like me. Mm, cool. And just to ask the question, I suppose, uh, intrigued, what do you – use to create that music because you mentioned you play the piano and the guitar and but what do you what do you use okay cool so uh for this current project uh this is gonna show how much of an absolute uh nerd i am in the sense of the things i use <laughs> i um i've i've got this massive tower piece I, wor- I worked that out a long time ago actually <laughs> just to be sure despite the uh <laughs> The big red beard, I thought. <laughs> What's with this guy? So, yeah, keep going. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I've got a, a PC here that's, you know, it's uh, roughly five, six thousand part dollars worth of parts in it just for processing power alone. I've got a, a piece of gear that a lot of guitarists will know and they'll probably, you know, eyes will burst out of their skulls when they hear this. It's called an Axe FX3. Uh, my piano skills have fell by the wayside. It's shocking because I, I rarely get the chance to practice. Um, but if I feel like adding piano or synthesizer, then assign uh, notes to every letter, essentially. Yeah, that's that's really cool. You know, you've been able to, uh, I suppose, keep busy that way, in effect. Um, uh, you know, there are a lot of people out there at home and so forth, uh, working more from home as you are. What have your challenges been in that? Oh, okay. So this is this is fantastic. My biggest challenge is holding myself accountable to complete my day to day tasks. So you know, uh, my my big lot of work, which is Peninsula Hot Springs, that's not happening. So mm. this is my small allotment of work, and because it doesn't require too much focus, too much time, and too much energy, I find I found when I first started working on these little projects, I deviate off. I'd say, okay, I'm I'm just going to go outside for half an hour, get some fresh air. And before I know it, four to five hours would pass by very, very quickly because I get distracted, as we naturally do. Mm. So the the big challenge I found for myself in this is holding myself accountable and saying, if I'm going to do something, I absolutely have to do it, you know, Um, especially for myself. Uh, you know, I think it's really, really important to keep the promises that you make to yourself. So, and Rory, uh, sorry to interrupt, but just uh, I I guess for the listeners, uh, are there any any tips? That you could, um, that you know, that you do, that you could share with the listeners as well. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I can. I was about to jump onto that. I'm glad you pointed that out to me because I sort of waffled off a little bit there. My biggest tip is, and this is going to sound strange to some people, is keep a journal, keep a diary. I know a lot of people go, a fully grown 30-year-old man keeping a diary, that's a bit strange, but it is your best tool and it's your best friend. So for the listeners at home, I try to keep a schedule regardless if I'm working or if I'm not working. Um, and you know, usually wake up time for me is about 4 30, 5 o'clock in the morning. I'll get up, I'll go straight into my office, I'll sit down on my chair, I'll pull out my diary, and I will just start dot pointing all the things I want to do for my day. And then when I go throughout the day, I'll tick them off and I'll give myself little time frames with them. Awesome. You know, be it, you know, 10 minutes of meditation in the morning, 10 minutes of meditation at night, and I'll tick those off as I complete them. When it comes to my projects, the same thing, I allot them amounts of time. And again, this is going to sound very bizarre to some people, but I break my day down into percentages. So one hour out of a day of 100% is about 4% of your day. One hour equals 4%. If I can't give something just 4% out of 100%, there has to be an underlying issue there. Mm. I always look at it and go, what am I doing wrong? Wow, Rory, you're making me feel yeah. guilty. <laughs> don't don't feel guilty trust me it's taken me a lot of trial and error and whatever else and you know a lot of my friends think i'm a, a sociopath in a sense of like oh, you break your day down to percentages i must admit just, I, i'm starting to feel that way now Rory. <laughs> no, no i'm joking I, I just think this is uh this is great yeah keep going mm-hmm. uh, so you know I, I break it down to percentages and i always my my little internal dialogue is this is only four percent have my entire day this task is four percent if it's an hour that's nothing i can do this yeah. very easily so it's mm. for me the biggest thing is having my journal having my time frames and keeping myself accountable accountable and the big thing that makes me keep accountable is those and my internal dialogue questioning myself and saying i can do this so i might as well just do it that's well, great yeah thanks for sharing that Rory. yeah there's a lot there and what have the upsides been on on the flip side of that you know, what have you uh, got out of working from home that y- you didn't expect or, you know, you found to be beneficial? Well, for me, the, the big, the big big benefits is, one, I get to spend more time with my two Labradors, which to me, that's like, that's the biggest blessing in the world. They bring me mm. so much happiness and joy. It's not funny. Um, so that's a huge thing. The other thing is that I've actually been able to um, commit myself more to things I want to study and learn about. I can't learn about this unless I go to school. Well, the internet is the most powerful tool we have. You know, instead of sitting there and looking at cat videos and dog videos for 12 hours hours of the day, Mm. I try to sit here and, you know, say if I want to learn some German, I will Google some German words, you know, and teach myself German. Whatever it might be, I try to really utilize my free time right now to learn as much as possible. So that's been the biggest thing for me because I love information. I love learning new things. I'm highly, highly excited by those things. So that's been the biggest uptake for me is that free time at home, again, because of my schedule and everything's within a time frame, I've freed up more of my time later on in the day, Mm. one to have to myself, one to have with my partner. And the other big thing is to learn new skills, new new little habits I can integrate into my day-to-day activities in my life. Wow, that's yeah, awesome! It's really good. You know, you mentioned going to the gym. You know, you, obviously that was a part of your life as well. How are you overcoming that bit? It's sad that difficult that gyms are closed. You know, what well, what do you do? 
Well, okay. So again, a lot of my friends would freak out because in, in my past, you know, earlier on in my life, I was in heavily into competitive bodybuilding. I used to train, you know, I'd eat my seven meals a day. I would do <laughs> all the things you have to do. Um, you know, it got to the point where I did step on stage at, I think the leanest I ever got was about 3% body fat. And again, like it just comes down to being diligent, doing all the things you have to do. Um, for me, when it comes to the gym, I can easily just switch it off and say, that's all right. I need a break. My body is tired. My body needs this time off. A lot of people fall into the trap thinking they have to train 365 days of the year, uh, whatever else it might be. Rest is your best friend because, you know, it's not the time in the gym that makes you grow. It's the time outside the gym that makes you grow. That's where cellular repair occurs. That's where your body is able to, um, you know, grow new cells, hyperplasia of a cell. And it's where it's able to recover your central nervous system as well. So, you know, two weeks off that's fine by me I, I just substitute my gym time with I'll, I'll take my dogs for a walk uh the beach is maybe a two three minute walk from my house i'll usually go for a run down there jump in the ocean have a paddle around jog home jump in the shower crack on with the rest of my day so i just try to substitute it with something else that's okay. just as meaningful for me yeah nice nice there you go that's very good to sort of uh reflect on isn't it that uh you can have that break and it's the long, long term that really matters that way, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Most definitely. A lot of people look at the short term goals for things and say, oh, mm. I have to go to the gym today. I have to do this. I have to do that. And they might be absolutely exhausted, but they, they push themselves through and, you know, it, it compiles onto the next day. The next day they wake up, they're exhausted, they're tired. You know, it just stacks on, it stacks on, it stacks on. Time away from working out, time away from the gym is a relatively healthy thing. By no means am I saying that, you know, time away from the gym, you should sit on the couch, watch bulk amounts of Netflix and eat packets of chips. Um, oh, damn it, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, keep going. Yeah. But um, definitely, definitely fill it in with something else just as healthy. You know, heart health is just as important as lifting weights. So going for walks, runs, whatever it might be, swimming is just as important if not more important in a lot of ways. There you go. You know, I am a doctor and I reckon I should just take your piece in there. I'm going to take that recording. I'm going to shut up in some of my consults and say, look, don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> listen to my mate Rory because I reckon he's pretty fit. <laughs> I I really think that actually, but that's great and uh, – I didn't mean to set you up that way, but uh, given we are a health enterprise, that's really helpful information. And, and uh, Rory, before we go on, uh, you mentioned yeah. a little bit earlier um, in regards to doing meditation. So I'm, I'm big oh, into Brett, meditation. Oh, Brett, I thought you'd well. capture that one. Yeah, yeah, Brett I loves did. a bit of meditation. I get breathless thinking about it, but Brett, <laughs> yeah, go on. And I, I just wanted, uh, I guess, to hear your thoughts, Rory, um, in regards to – because you mentioned 10 minutes at the start of the day, 10 minutes at the end of the day. And again, yep. like just for the viewers, just to talk about um, some of the benefits that you get um, from doing it just, you know, from the 10 minutes in the morning and the 10 minutes in the evening. Oh, yeah, okay, awesome. Too easy. By the way, awesome that you meditate. That's absolutely brilliant, yeah. mate. Absolutely brilliant. Love I it. think it's huge, huge benefits there. Yeah. So for me personally, I find that, um, you know, when I, when I get up in the morning and I sit in my office, I put my chair back, I check my headphones on and I, I have my... 10 minutes of meditation, be it like I, I put on a visualization. So I have some guide me through a meditation or I have yeah, total same, silence, yeah. yep. total silence, whatever it might be. Mm. I find that I am calmer. I am so much more calmer, yep. relaxed. 
And, you know, there's a million things that attribute to it. One is it relaxes our central nervous system, our parasitic nervous system, and I believe it's our vagus nerve. Yeah. And it suppresses that fight or flight response that we naturally have a lot of the time because modern society, you know, you're bombarded with blue light, you're bombarded yeah. with stimulus all the time, mm-hmm. you know, allowing your body to relax. So I find that my, my, um, not that I was ever a snappy person, but that knee-jerk reaction to things is just completely gone. I'm completely relaxed at all times. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I, I find I'm so much more calmer yeah. um, and regulated in that sense. The other thing that I've found is it makes me more like I can make better decisions. Yeah. I can make calmer, more logical decisions. I'm able to step back and go, well, is this an emotional reaction and do I need to react to this? Yeah. No. So I just won't. Um, probably the biggest benefit I've found uh, for the nighttime is my sleep. Yeah. It's greatly improved my sleep. It's greatly improved, you know, how I can relax and unwind after, you know, I don't even have a stressful day. But if I did have a stressful day, I find that meditation is really great for me to, you know, just relax, unwind, go within myself, just focus on my breathing, focus on calming my body down. And whatever else, I usually find after about half an hour after doing my meditation at night, I'm ready for bed. I'm falling asleep on the couch, yeah. you know, lying heavily onto my partner's shoulder, drooling on her, driving her insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the real big benefits. And uh, believe it or not, my digestive tract, my stomach has improved greatly from doing yeah, meditation because right. it's just stressed out. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've found that over time as well. Interesting, yeah. interesting. I, I haven't heard that one before, but, yeah, that's interesting because I thought the same thing too. Yeah, well, there's there's significant proof. Uh, I remember a friend of mine, um, Ben, had sent me an article. I read over it. I believe it was the University of Denmark had uh, conducted studies on people that meditated every day for a month. And not only did they find like new neurological pathways and and healthy regeneration and uh, other parts of the brain getting activated and whatever else, they also found that a lot of them had significant improvement in their stomach health. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so it's something to be you know investigated and definitely read into. I think it's fascinating. Mm, no, thanks again. Thanks again for sharing that. I, I couldn't uh, couldn't go past it. Oh, Brett and Rory, I've got the uh, double trouble here. I must say, I still get breathless when I think of meditating. I don't know what that means for me. I don't know if I'm I'm uh, never going to get there. But you've given me some uh, certainly some reasons to try, and maybe we'll um, push on with that, Brett, and yeah. see if anyone else wants to try some uh, meditation because it seems that it's certainly helping you guys and mm. maybe I need to uh, stop getting breathless. So <laughs> Give it a go, Floyd. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, I'll try. Give it a shot. You're telling me. I don't know. Yeah, I'll yeah. try. I'll try. <laughs> but um, all right, so now we're going to um, drill down here a little bit, Rory, to, uh, you know, our show – as we sort of uh, talked about, it's a diamond kind, talking about pressure and uh, how you recollect a moment or a time when you're under pressure and we're able to move through that with kindness. Uh, Absolutely. Again, it's actually quite uh, recent for me uh, in terms of my place of work. Um, You know, unfortunately, because of the dreaded sea, we we have to mandate and, you know, really follow the government uh, restrictions and regulations on mask wearing indoors and outdoors. And um, long story short, we 
had a lady that just refused to wear it and it is part of our uh, point of entry that you have to keep it on at all times and she just exploded at myself and my workmate uh, my workmate walked off and i was just basically left there to be exposed to this tirade of you know uh, abuse in a sense this lady was just saying everything and anything she could do to try and hurt me to sort of inflict any sort of pain onto me through her words and I just remember standing there and just keeping my calm, keeping collected, focusing on my breathing, not really paying attention to too much of what she was saying, more of how she was saying it. And I just remember thinking to myself, you just must be in absolute pain or frustration, so much so that you've just snapped at a stranger that's just trying to do the right thing, mm. you know, or what's deemed as the right thing, that you've just absolutely blown up at me. And I just remember very, very softly saying to her, it's okay, I forgive you. You know, I, I, I forgive you for, you know, saying all those horrible things to me because you must be in a lot of pain right now. You must be really upset. So I don't hold anything against you. I just want you to know that, you know, when you're ready, we can talk about this. And I just want you to know I forgive you. And I'm not going to hold this against you because you must be really vulnerable right now. Very, very mad. And, you know, of course, she just kept swearing at me. I ended up staying where I was. She walked away. But half an hour later, she came back sobbing and apologizing to me and saying, oh, I'm so sorry I snapped you like that. I'm so sorry I went off at you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, um, so the, the thing that I continuously thought there was, how would I want to be treated in this situation? And how would I re want someone to react to me if I was acting that way? And I want them to try and treat me with as much love and compassion as possible. And that's how I generally try to treat people as well is, well, this person's having a nervous breakdown. You know, they're upset about this. I can either add fuel to the fire or I can just try and be as calming and kind as possible and just say, it's okay. It's all right. You're just, you're, you're, you're exploding because you're stressed. You're, you're afraid. This is a fear reaction. That's okay. That's all right. I understand. Wow. That moment, that space between an um, action and a reaction is really uh, that, that moment to, to make that choice, isn't it? And to pause. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, because it's, you know, you've, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard a form of philosophy called stoicism. Um, you know, it's, uh, yes, I do. I do. I'm, I'm yeah. a friend of Diogenes, Diogenes the cynic. Yeah. He didn't really like Plato and was a little bit with Socrates, but not a fan of Plato. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. So, um, in this form of, uh, philosophy, which I encourage everyone to read, uh, a book, by a guy called Marcus Aurelius. Mm. Uh, it's called Meditations. It was his own personal journey uh, journal. Um, he was a Roman emperor for 20 years. Uh, you know, he's the exception to absolute power corrupts absolutely. And in this book, and it's something I've always taken away in my life, uh, it speaks often of that moment in between reacting and react, like the, the moment of reacting to what's happening to mm. you. And, um, you know, he speaks often that that is the most powerful moment because you can choose justice, kindness, and compassion, or you can give in to your, your urges, your anger, your frustration, and you can make a mockery of yourself. You can make, you know, your name a terrible thing. So what, what do you choose to do? Do you choose to take that step back, hold yourself accountable for how you're going to react to this and choose to be as kind as possible to the other individual? Or do you get upset, get angry and match them? You know, mm. I think that's really important to be aware of that as well, that like you don't have to be upset and angry. You don't have to match that other person's emotions. You don't have to lower yourself to that level. You can be kind. You can be genuine mm. in that situation. It's good to know that some of these thoughts have been uh, reflected on over the ages. 
And I think when I see patients, I must say, just uh, thinking about um, this, that it can be a release, especially when they have thoughts that they don't really want to own. And it's very hard to sometimes know where a thought comes from. And it's only by giving us that space to at least reflect on that feeling that spontaneously comes and choose something else, kindness. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That that first reaction, that's often not the real you. That's that's your emotions. That's mm. you know, and that's um you know, it's a very as I said, very primal thing. You know, it's it's the decision that you make after. So I agree with you hundred and ten percent on what you just said. And you yeah. Rory, I'd like to say the um, fact that you're able to uh, hone into a moment uh, is very helpful um, and and sharing that I think is right on with uh, our movement here, Diamond Kind, and, uh, you know, well done on, on moving through your moment and, and coming through. If you're here right now, I'd, I'd give you a drink. I'd give you our uh, A15 energy drink. But I think I had a go when I saw you in person on, on last time. or we, I can't remember. Uh, I th- yeah, we were, we're looking at the comic and you were mentioning the drink as well, I'm pretty sure. Oh, but I, I did bring one out to you. I think that's uh, – it nah. either had finished or um, – I had a bad lot that I didn't want to. I didn't want to give you. <laughs> to think about it. We'll, we'll have to send. We'll have to send Rory, Rory a case. Yeah, but look, that's maybe buying. a t-shirt as well. Yeah, but that's by and by. And um, oh yeah, you did mention that you'd wear the t-shirt if I gave you one. I, I, I do remember that bit actually, as you were leaving, <laughs> which is nice of you. But um, yeah, look, Rory, thank you very much uh, for joining us here. No, um, you know, thank you to you and Brett for allowing me the the, sp- the space and platform to hold this conversation. I really appreciate it. I really do. No, that's... thanks, Rory. That was great. Great to talk to you. Mm. Oh, look, I'm glad. If if I can give anything to anyone, I'm I'm really happy to do that. Even if it's just a small bit of what I said resonates with someone. Yeah, including uh, including your hair, <laughs> your beard. Yeah, my beard. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like giving away your hair. I remember that bit, and. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, your secret identity stays secret with me, Rory. Oh, fantastic, mate. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thanks again and great to chat. And, you know, I'd, I'd, uh, I think I'd uh, loosely mention them all to you as well. So maybe one day we'll, we'll catch up there. Definitely, mate. I'd absolutely love that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rory. That's right. Great to chat. Thank, great okay. to chat, guys. I'll See talk ya. to you soon. All right. Bye. See you, Rory. Wow. Rory, what a champ. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Serious gamer, serious geek. Yeah. Serious heavy. Meditator like myself. Meditator uh, like yourself. Connected straight say? away. Yeah, I could I could sense the vibrations <laughs> there go going through the uh you know, calm mood. Yeah. Um look, look, so that's that's pretty much it from us. Thank you for joining us for our first podcast. Hopefully, you know, you got something out of that. Uh We'll be back here and uh, hopefully others will join us. So if you go to www.atticushealth.com.au and you can sign up to the newsletter and uh, you'll be able to access next editions of the Diamond uh, Podcast. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.